Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Constructing the Clubhouse, the world's number one comedy podcast about two idiots who started a comedy club in Barcelona during the middle of a pandemic. I am Dr. Matthew John Murtha. Joining me is my co-host, as always, world-famous opener for Mr. Tom Segura, John Ellis. What's up, everybody? How's it going, Johnny boy? Good, man, yeah. Got some catching up to do. Yeah, yeah, you've been on holiday. Something like that, yep. We'll, we'll call it that, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, exciting stuff. I got to open for Tom Segura, which I was happy happy about. Uh, grateful for the opportunity. Um, grateful that I was so thoroughly deserving of it. Um, grateful for my own talent, uh, mostly. Uh, grateful to Viveka for recognizing how monstrous my talent is. Uh, and also to Tom Segura's team for uh, having good taste in comedy. I guess that's uh, overall my take on it. Happy with uh, the work that I put in. Happy that I remember what I was going to say. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It was a good experience. Best shows of your life, I imagine. Uh, yeah, definitely biggest shows of my life. Um, probably, probably best shows of my life. Certainly like highest pressure. It was amazing how how different Madrid felt compared with Barcelona. So Barcelona's oh, yeah. like 1,400 people or whatever. Um, and, you know, huge moment. A lot, lot to fuck up. Um, and then Madrid was like 900 people. And it felt, it must have Nothing. felt, it must have felt 5% as big as Barcelona did. Because yeah. Barcelona, I'd already done it. I already knew I could do it. And I knew basically what it was going to be like. Uh, and none of my friends were watching. Uh, oh, in Madrid. In Madrid, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was... No pressure. Sorry, in Madrid, yeah, I knew, I knew what it was going to be like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. So tell us everything. Uh, everything. Everything, everything, everything. Um, when did you... You found out on the Monday before? Yeah, the, so the Sunday before, actually, I had to uh, have my phone on. Viveka, I spoke with her the, the, the night before, and she was like... I actually very luckily was speaking with her the night before. I was telling her about how I don't use tech on Sundays or anything like that. Yep. And she was kind of like, oh, well, maybe maybe tomorrow check your phone. Uh, so I did, and I met her for, for coffee in the morning, and she was like, yeah, this is this is the deal. About a week before that, she'd, she'd called me while I was hosting Show Up, Go Up, so I didn't, I didn't get the call. Uh, but she's like, call me back. Have you got any videos that you can send? And almost didn't have anything, but I had that thing from, from France. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So I was able to, I, I, literally, I went home that night and spent all night editing it and uploading it to, to YouTube and stuff like that and sending it through. And then the next day she was like, yeah, cut these parts of it out and send it again. <laughs> um, but I think it was good. She was like, you've got a solid 15, 20 minutes, right? I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and then I think the fact that I sent through a half an hour video that was like well shot and, and decent probably helped yeah. the situation. And honestly, I mean, probably the way it, it works is that one person sees 30 seconds of it and goes like, good enough, fine, whatever. Yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. I, I get the impression that uh, they just sort of needed someone and she had the, the, the chance to suggest me and, and yeah good enough good enough type vibes how much did you pay her uh i didn't pay her at all obviously she's just seen uh the hard work and dedication that i put into comedy she's seen uh how hilarious i am and how reliable i am and uh she's come before this she'd come to a couple of shows in, in recent times that that i did pretty well at a couple of spotlights i did pretty well at and she was at that muck around town show that i did as well which you know, I was just trying out a bunch of new material, but it, it went pretty well. So let's see. The show was on a on a Monday, right? Mm -hmm. When did you arrive to the theater? Uh, I, I I was super OCD about it. I, I walked to the theater about seven times before actually doing the show. <laughs> I was I was doing this. <laughs> I was, I did, it's right down the street from you, right? Yeah, You're at was, the Comedia. It was like three blocks away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I walked there a bunch of times and sort of was visualizing as best I can and 
and I even like on on the Sunday at Mint, I walked to the theatre and then walked to Mint and then did the set. And I was like, ah, oh, if I can walk to the theatre and then do the set, I can walk to the theatre and do the set in front inside the theatre. So yeah, on the day I went there at about one o'clock, and then I went and had a nap, and then I went back at six o'clock or something like that, five thirty. And the show was at eight. Seven thirty in Barcelona. Where? Uh, when did he show up? Did you do sound check with him? Not with Tom, no. No. They had everything set up. Tom showed up, um, like the first time I met him was after the show was already supposed to start in Barcelona. Yeah. So it was like 7.35 that he arrived. They were like, I went down at 7.30 because I was like, oh, well, I'm supposed to be on stage literally now. And they were like, yeah, Tom's gone. <laughs> he had, I guess, come to the venue and then he left to grab something from the hotel and was trying to make his way back. But there was like Catalan independence protests or something like oh, that. Oh, no. So he was messaging, going like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm late. And uh, anyway, he, he, he came in and we, we had a brief chat uh, about, well, I'll, I'll tell you, blow for blow. He was like, oh, so you, you heard you're from New Zealand, Kiwi. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, I was just in New Zealand. Um, and we talked about that. I was talking about, they were, it was show number 300 and something of their tour, right? So yeah. he, he was like fatigued, let's say. <laughs> the, the, the whole team was fatigued. So I was asking him about that. And like, have you even remembered his shows in New Zealand? Christina didn't go with him. He didn't have the family with him? Uh, no, didn't have the family with him. Interesting. No, I don't, at least as far as I could tell. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was about a two minute conversation and then he introduced me on stage and he went out on stage or no, voice like, of God, voice of God, uh, it was like, you know, what's up everybody. People know it's him. They're excited. And yeah. then he was like, please welcome to the stage. My very good friend. Oh shit. It's a quote. Everybody, my very good friend, John Ellis, uh, which I'm going to use forever. How many people booed? No one booed. Everyone was happy that I was there. Uh, you weren't there, so yeah. no one was there to boo. So nobody was there to boo. God, see, I knew I'd be missed. Um, <laughs> and it was just you opening, no, nobody else? Yeah, just me. Nice. What jokes did you do? Started off with Barcelona stuff. Figured, like, that was my... Didn't try any crowd work? The, hey, so where are you guys from? Didn't try to. I did, I did uh, what I call, like, structured crowd work, where it's like you ask questions that you already know what the crowd in general is going to yeah. respond or I did the, you know, I asked a guy if he was a vegan or whatever. So I started with Barcelona stuff, then did the Trump versus God stuff, and then did all of the the sort of the dating stuff that I've been doing recently, which I like a lot. <laughs> it wasn't, I don't know, in the lead up to it, I, I did the dating stuff a lot, and some of the time people were like, man, that's just sad. <laughs> uh, which I, like, I still think it's good jokes, and I think it, like puts my perspective it individualizes my, my comedy basically um but it's certainly less popular i think best thing you could do right at a at a show like that is probably go out and be like uh so who else hates french people you know yeah. or it's 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 shit like that and it's play to the crowd yeah that's like a little boring so i i did that stuff which i was happy with and then i finished on the um the trojan condoms and everything felt like it landed? Pretty much everything landed. Uh, Barcelona started super strong. Uh, people people really liked the start. I've got, got like three applause breaks in the first three minutes or something rather. Nice. Uh, which is cool. But then I was like, I didn't calculate this. Like I've oh, <laughs> yeah, got 15 time. minutes. So I started like rushing a little bit. And then in Madrid... Madrid was a, I was able to enjoy it a lot more in Madrid, but like I started off, you know, I'm from New Zealand, whatever. I, I live here. Give me a chair if you live here. Everyone's excited. And I was like, as I just came up from Barcelona for the day and everyone booed, like nice. the whole audience booed. Uh, and the next joke I was going to tell was about um, how I hate when people pronounce it Barcelona. Uh, oh. And that's how they pronounce it in Madrid. Yeah. I was kind of going to, I was going to be like, you know, I hate it when tourists pronounce it Barcelona. Uh, and 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 what, John? And <laughs> I decided not to do that particular joke uh, because that's 
well, it just because that's just the way the, they talk in Madrid. Given the sentiment of the folks in Madrid, it seemed like that was not going to go very well at all. Um, so, oh my god, uh, I skipped straight through it, jumped straight into the Catalan independence joke, and I sort of had them after that. Yeah, Madrid, Madrid finished stronger. It started very rocky, but it finished stronger than Barcelona, and that was like the. My favorite moment of the whole experience was uh, telling the final joke in Madrid because I'd already done well in Barcelona. I'd already done well in Madrid. Everything, you know, landed. And then yeah. I knew that the final joke was a really solid joke as well. Um, so I was able to just really get riled up. And uh, and then how did you introduce it. him? I didn't introduce him. No, I just walked off. I just said, "Really? Uh, You're like peace, motherfuckers." Yeah, <laughs> pulled the finger. John Ellis out. <laughs> I said, <laughs> "You're welcome," and then walk off stage. I said, "In Barcelona, I, I wrote a, I wrote a final line on the, the day of that I tried. But I don't. I'm not sure if anyone even heard. But I said, oh. I said, thanks for listening to this uncircumcised tip of the iceberg. Nice. So it sort of tied together a few different things. Yeah. I'd be talking about the Titanic or whatever, and and uh, thought it uh, gave the sentiment well. Did you plug the clubhouse at all? Uh, I I did mention it to Tom. I didn't. So we ended up not flyering, did we? Uh, no. Yeah. No, I didn't. I did give a couple of people flyers afterwards when they were asking for photos and all that kind of thing. Ooh, how was that? Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was a bit weird. Um, but fine, nice. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so I did... In Barcelona, when I was talking with Tom, I did mention the uh, the comedy clubhouse, and he was just sort of like, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was kind of like... In Barcelona, I was like, if I get a chance, I will invite him to the clubhouse type thing. Yeah. Uh, because what have I got to lose? Absolutely. Type thing. But it wasn't really... There wasn't really... Time and opening energy. for that sort of conversation, it was pretty clear that they were, yeah, 300 uh, shows into the tour and yeah. they were not that interested. In Madrid, I did get to uh, give him my book. Nice. Uh, which I was I was pretty happy about. Is that we talked for 10 minutes before the show in Madrid and that was a bit more of like a chilled conversation. He'd seen some of my stuff the night before, so yeah. he sort of knew that I was a, a, a comedian. And... You know, we're talking about his kids and all of that kind of thing, and I was able to be like, "Oh, I, this is weird, but I, I, I got something." How for old you. are his kids? Four and six, I believe. Perfect age for stuffy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I kind of, uh, I tried not to go into it, trying to get too much stuff. Like I already felt like I, I got a lot, but um, yeah, I did also think, so. think that I did also think that, you know, that's probably my best shot of being being remembered. Is like he's on tour. Probably his kids want presents. He probably doesn't have time to go and get presents for them. So it's like, here's an easy gift you can go and give to your kids. Yeah. And if they read the book and like the book, which often kids do, then it's a, a good. Uh, it's good for me, yeah. obviously. Although I, there was an awkward moment after the Madrid show, where like it was the show was over, everyone's leaving. I was you know expected to leave virtually straight away, uh, and. Just at the exit, he was there, so I was like, I shook his hand, I said thank you, and then he was like, oh, I left the book upstairs. Uh, so there was this probably four seconds where, like, he looked at me and I looked at him and we kind of, like, looked around and there was the photographer there and there was somebody else that was there and I was, like, not going to go upstairs and grab the book. That would have been, I think, the worst thing I possibly could have done. Would have been I'll get it do. for you, Tom. Oh, oh you, you really want it? Uh, so I made the conscious decision to to let go of the idea that he might take the book and uh thankfully Viveka was there and and i don't know i guess isn't locked into a, like an ego thing or whatever but she was very kindly able to say like she'd run up and, and grab the book and I, I didn't wait around i didn't wait around to see whether he actually like no. put it in his bag or anything i was like okay oh, that's great thanks Viveka. I'll, I'll i'll catch you later so who is he traveling with as uh, a photographer, Sean something. Uh, I got some good photos out of it, which is cool, um, thanks to him. And Sean Nix, I think his name is. Uh, and then there was his tour manager, a guy called Dave. Dave. And then there was a, I think he was a German guy called Spilling. Uh, all of my best friends, all of my new best friends. And uh, yeah, a couple of other people, but it was about four of them touring around where you're like hey you know i'm gonna i was thinking about going to austin in the fall uh 
want to hang out i didn't do yeah i didn't do anything like that i i've decided i mean i've talked to you about this already but i i hate it when uh you give someone something and then they like ask leave for, it upstairs for more stuff no. <laughs> no when you like you kind of do someone a favor and they're like oh well, while you're in the favor giving mode why not also do this for me type thing uh, uh, who does that to you uh it's it's happened from time to time yep Anyway, I, I kind of felt like I was given a, a, a lovely gift and I didn't want to ask for anything more. And I also didn't want to... Like, I think if you're meeting a celebrity, you can... If, if you think it's going to be, like, the only time you do it, go for it. Get your photo, get yeah. your autograph, do all of Did that. Did you get a photo of, of you two? No, no, didn't ask for it. I, I resolved not to ask for it. Yeah. Um, Did he take photos with any of the audience members or do like any pressing I think push? in Madrid he did yeah because there was like a line of people when we left waiting yeah. and it, you know it was just the time between him being there and jumping into the car so there would have been about 15 people there and I think he probably took some photos nice um, but yeah in Barcelona there was someone waiting around and, and they, they asked the tour manager you know what's the deal and the tour manager was like look you can wait for half an hour if you want Try your luck, but it seems pretty unlikely. Yeah, um, which is fair enough. Uh, how'd you like his set? Did he? How long did he go? Do you know? Um, yeah, he did probably an hour, just under an hour. Oh, okay. Um, I heard on a podcast that he was doing this with like podcasts from like years ago or something. But he he likes to do longer sets. He was saying, yeah, like ninety minutes or something. Um, no, he did, he did about an hour, I'd say. In Barcelona, I couldn't hear him at all. And I couldn't see him. Why not? It was just super like echoey backstage. So uh -huh. I was just kind of, I could hear the laughter and, and saw he was doing all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, he might be doing okay. And then in Madrid, I could, I could sit and like watch his stuff. And yeah, he did, he did well. He was a, he's a, he's a good comic actually. He's going to go places that he's Tom gonna, Segura. He's going to do well, that, that kid. Um, yeah, no, so it was cool to see him. He finished off with some Spanish stuff, which which they all really, really loved. Oh, nice. Um, I like that he in does Spanish. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he came off and was kind of like, oh, I didn't really. He just felt like, meh. Yeah, he was like, it could have been a bit more. I was like, it's a good yeah. show or whatever, but um, I thought it went well. I thought, I thought he was doing really well. Um, and, you know, people were happy to see him, I guess. 1,400 people. I wonder. I forget what the record is now. I know that Ricky Gervais has sold the most tickets. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't yeah, I, I feel like I should know. I know there's a few other venues that are that are bigger, but it was that was the Coliseum pretty much sold out. Coliseum Comedium? Isn't there a theater called Comedium over by you? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one. I think it's the same one. Anyway, um, yeah, you didn't want to come? No, not so much. Mm, yeah, and you you didn't come into work for a while? Yeah. Uh, is that how you feel whenever good things happen to any of your friends, or just, just uh, me? No, uh, it was, you know, an extension... I guess we can we can let some we'll let our listeners know but you know i've been like kind of struggling the last i don't know however many months right mm -hmm. and uh yeah just like utterly burnt out and it was kind of like just the icing on the cake the log that breaks the camel's back because you know i felt like i was grinding here and and trying to think you know like well what's what's the point where you know where is this gonna what's this gonna lead to this or that and uh yeah then john gets the the gig of his life and i did not hear about it at all until it was already done which makes me a little upset with viveka but you know what can you do um but why would you expect to be like the person that she she contacts well two reasons one like everybody else here i do think that i'm uh good enough two i did open for gaffigan three uh also i just want to be in the in the mix you know i thought like i thought that uh, at least i would hear about it yeah i mean i presume even like i i would understand not not getting the gig because 
you know, I'm just a regular American comic. There's tens of thousands, or there's probably like, I don't know, a couple thousand regular dude American comedians that want to be whatever. Mm-hmm. So I get not getting the gig, but not not knowing that it was up, not not knowing that you were being considered, you know, and then not being offered a ticket until like the very day before. It was just kind of like, what the fuck is, you know. I didn't know that I had tickets until the day. You yeah, know, I didn't, well, it's didn't not, it's not on you. Um, yeah. It was, I, I didn't realize how important it would be for me to have friends there. And I was very glad I did have friends that were purely happy for, happy for me and yeah. wanted me to do well. Like, so it was like Moss and Marcus are the, are the, are the examples of this. And because they're not involved with comedy, they're not, yeah, they're not. I just knew they wanted me to do well. And I also knew that just be still friends with me, even if I didn't do well type thing. Um, yeah. And that was nice. Um, Can you look out the door real quick? And I'll talk to our listeners as you do. Just checking security here at the Comedy Clubhouse. The door is currently unlocked, and so we have a guest. Oh, he's back. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think... Are you leaving now? Yeah. Are you coming in tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, take it then. Yeah? Yeah. I won't close tonight. Okay, great. You hear that, folks? This is how life is in the Comedy Clubhouse. You're, you're talking about some serious shit, and then somebody comes in with another need. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. Um, yeah, you... I have to admit, I, I felt bad not being there for you, because I know, I know what, a gig, what, what a show that is. And, um, and I should have at least messaged you to tell you that, like, no matter what, it's going to be, it's going to go great. That crowd is there ready to laugh. You just walk, go through your set, go through the motions, and you'll, you'll, you'll make it. Yeah, I mean it's okay. I got a message from Michelle Wolf, so uh, yeah, great. Don't don't yeah. mind so much. Uh, but yeah, really glad to have some people that uh, were were genuinely happy for me, wanted me to do well. Other people, like I don't know, Kyla, for example, felt jealous at first, but then was like, "John's my friend. He has been working really hard. Uh, no one really deserves this. It's only, like it's ninety five percent luck, right? There's five percent that's maybe controlled yeah um, but the five percent that's controlled i don't know do you remember the jokes you did the last time viveka saw both of us on stage at the muck around town the muck around uh no trying to that was kind of like a loose show right yeah it was super loose yeah. there was like barely anyone in the audience uh yeah actually now i kind of wait no no i'm getting that confused with the the fundraiser show. What jokes did I do? Uh, you did some from Norm Macdonald's. You did some from... What joke of Norm uh, Macdonald's did I do? I don't know, but you were like, this is one that Norm Macdonald does. No, I don't remember that. I remember seeing it and going, I don't know. So it's all justified in Johnny Boy's head. Well... I mean, it's like I didn't choose myself, you know, somebody else chose me. So I'm trying to figure out what her logic is. And I think if she's sitting through that show, she that probably crosses her mind, that sort of thing. Um, I think she's seen me do well frequently. I think she's seen me working really hard at lots of different shows. I think she has to make a call. Um, so, no, I don't feel bad about it, at least. Yeah, I wouldn't expect you to. Did you feel bad about it when you got the Jim Gaffigan gig, or you just felt like you totally deserved it? Uh, no, I didn't feel a, a mix. With that gig, uh, I definitely felt like I was the only one in the city at that time that had... It was me and, me and Costell's had... were the only ones with 15 minutes at all, almost at that point. And then I had a clean 15. Oh, yeah, it had to be clean and, for Gaffigan. And, you know, the the truth about that is that I don't think that I even earned that one. I think that uh, Chris and Vinny pushed me in. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Anyway, I remember being very happy for you. No, well, you're a better person than I am. Um, yeah. Sorry, not yeah, but. (laughs) That's all right. A lot of people would agree with that, I'm sure. 
What's new at the clubhouse? What's new at the clubhouse? Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot. Our AC's broken. Um, oh, I'll say one one quick thing on this. that uh, Marnie was someone that was... Uh, there was a few people Considered. that I felt were very genuinely happy for me. And Marnie yeah. was someone who easily could have been put forward or whatever. I would have even expected that more than myself. Um, and so she might have expected that as well. Uh, but she was like very, very happy for me and very, very supportive and that's that was nice because i know that when she won the funniest poker competition uh whatever four or five years ago now i probably wasn't i probably took a lot away from her her victory by being um petty about it yeah um, i don't know i think it's uh, i think comedy's a pretty unfair industry and it's Certainly to each person, it feels unfair often. Um. Yeah, but again, you know, it. what's going on with me and is not really you landing this gig. And I was, you know, uh, again, happy for you to the extent that I can be. Like, literally, physically cannot be happier for you because my chemistry pro- prohibits it. But, yeah, uh, I found it. Uh, no, I find this whole uh, look. I'm in. I'm in a severe depression right now. Right, like there's nothing worth getting out of bed for. And then to see, you know, comedic hopes and dreams kind of just withering and disappearing. And like all, I, 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 it feels to me like I'm going to end up being the janitor at a comedy club. And. Well, you know, it's just, it's hard to, hard to get out of bed for that. Yeah. Um, But not getting out of bed for it doesn't give you your best shot for that not happening. Well, right. I mean, that's, okay. So then the question is, you know, what should I do for myself? What is the best? And then, it, it, you know, I, I could be like any of these guys that we see tour around and say, you know, fuck everybody else. I'm going to just focus on my thing and then go and gig a bunch and tour and like only consider, you know, care about myself, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's options and, there, you know, I've got whatever. But it's just hard because when you get into this kind of place, like with the de- the depression it's nothing you know it's just really tough to get out of it you know i feel such a relief when you're happy like today you sent me a message i'm like a yeah. fucking baby when it comes to this kind of shit but yeah like, i could I, see I, I get like a message from matt so like, hey big guy and i'm like oh my god he called me big guy yeah, yeah. well uh, it's funny because before the show like i i saw you be kind of sheepish and like, and, and after the show too, cause I, it's just fucking miserable. And I know that that impacts other people and it's, yeah, I mean, for sure. You, you taking, you just not coming in for a while is. Oh, you know what sucked about that though? Nobody, nobody said anything. Nobody, it, it almost, it felt like nobody noticed or cared. And then, you know... Well, people ask me a lot how Matt's doing. I'm like, he's being a baby. I don't know. Like, he's... That's how I felt about it, at least. Um, So I wasn't inclined to go and... No, but nobody... uh, Cine upstairs and Jamie Lerner were the only people to be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah, shout out to Jamie. Yeah. um, Who covered my ass uh, on the the Monday. Big (laughs) time. Who also broke the fucking record that night. Like yeah. 600 and some odd euros? Yeah, yeah. No, Motherfucker. Jamie's cool. Um, do you think... Do you think it is something about me that made it worse for you? Or do A you little think, bit. What do you think that is? Well, we're competitive, mm-hmm. right? And when things go well for you, things are generally going very poorly for me. And you, you know, you occupy a space in my head, uh, just you know, of being like the the lucky 
guy that things good things happen to. I'm God's favorite. Kind of, yeah. Fuck you, God. Maybe if I was religious and believed in grace, I'd get more good things. No, I could work for them too. I mean, there's there's plenty plenty of stuff I blame myself for. Don't you worry. Um, oh yeah, we we said something like that with text. I was like, don't worry, I'm plenty mad at myself. I think that was yeah, true. Um, I think so too. Was it about this or something else? I don't remember. Yeah, I get like I get glimpses of it sometimes, for sure. Um, which, like, I guess is good. I don't want you to be mad at yourself. I want, I want you to like <laughs> make. No, if I I just need to be happy, and then everybody else can be happy, right? When mom's upset, everybody's upset. When mom's too cold, every that that was the rule. I mean, of my it house. is a big a big thing. It certainly. I mean, it brings down. I spend a lot of my time thinking about it when you're yeah. when you're upset. That's why I want to like talk about this kind of thing now because it really is like, oh, that's great. That's all I can think about. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I thought about you quite a lot too. It was mm-hmm. very intrusive and very annoying. Uh, Do you know how hard it is to masturbate with John Alice on your mind? Actually, a lot of people find that very easy. Uh, I am. Don't count me in that group. <laughs> Do not count me in that group. I mean, I got the job done. Don't you worry. Luckily, you have soft lips, but... <laughs> if you're ever wondering whether or not Matt's determined, he um, absolutely is yep. when it comes to masturbation. That's right. Nothing will stop me. Um, how much is... We can edit this as well if you want. I don't, it's like, I don't think we've said anything. I don't think so either. Uh, and I think that's what makes this podcast great. Personally, yes. Um, how much is depression and how much is... Pure hatred for John Ellis? Yeah. Okay. Question on that. Uh, but how much of it is like addiction? How much of it is... I don't know. Because I, I, just in my experience, and I know obviously I'm not as depressive as you are. Um, yeah. But it was 90% addiction. And and Moss has just stopped smoking and stopped drinking recently and exercising and for him and he's more depressed than I am and it's yeah ninety percent that yeah um so it's that's really tough because depression depression and addiction are kind of two sides of the same coin um one just kind of leads to the other which leads to the other and you you just go round and round part of part of my we're we're getting we're going to get real deep into the psychological swamp here but i think part of what's going on with me is uh just like some sort of weird internal refusal to let myself be happy right like i know that if i quit smoking exercise every day mm-hmm. um i can definitely be happier and lead a better life and there's just something that prevents that that uh i guess thinks maybe that I'm not worthy of it or something along those lines. So they're, they're very intertwined. However, that said, I really only smoke at generally at night and maybe once during the day and like how, and I don't, these joints are pretty light, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say I'm a, you know, I'm a hardcore addict when, when I'm friends with a number of homeless people who, really show you what addiction can do right yeah um and it's actually i have a friend that's going through this problem with alcohol right now it's uh and you're just with the addict you're just powerless and you're like a piece of shit and then you just you continue to do the things to confirm that you're a piece of shit it's a weird bad cycle right because i just wish like right now you kind of have all of the opportunities that you've been trying to build. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the sitcom you're passionate about, it's just kind of waiting for you. There's, there's not many things that are not just waiting for you. Right. Well, and that's part of the, what makes me depressed though. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the stuff that's built here, and the the point of the club is to then perform and to to work on 
work on art. But, um, you know, this past couple months, I've just felt, I feel like the public likes me and the people that I think are my friends are ambivalent. And they're like, whatever. And it, it, it sucks. With the sitcom in particular, uh, there's stuff I've, I want, I've been wanting to film with them for a while. And the week before you got the, the Segura gig, I, I had like arranged a time on a day and like was really stoked. And then it just kind of fell through and it, uh, was sad and frustrating. And then so, and then again, with the sitcom, with, with all this stuff, like there's the fear and I know it's an ego and narcissist, I'm a narcissist and whatever, but like, there's a fear that, you know, I'll build something great and then either be replaced or not given credit. Like when you said that, uh, I'm replaceable and bomb shelter is just maintenance. Like it, the shit cut deep. And I know, I know what you mean. I know that you're a good person and you don't mean like you, you're going, you've got good intentions. Absolutely. When I say that, say that at the same time as saying that Matt is the best host for bomb shelter, in my opinion, the best host in Barcelona. You, when you say that it's like pro forma, you, you're saying that to appease my ego. It, It doesn't. And even and even if you you mean it, that just means that you're being a good dude. Like you got my back. I appreciate that. But like nobody else really, except for the goddamn audiences who come in to my shows every fucking week. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess like you're defining yourself in that way as well when you're when you, you when you don't do bomb shelter and you get someone else to 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 do it instead is. Well, but you that's the that's what you saw. You saw that I let other people host and and you kind of took it as, oh, well then anybody can do it. And I did it as like um you'll miss me. I mean, that was kind of one of the depressing things about my my absence for these last 2 weeks. I'm like, yeah, motherfuckers, you're going to miss me. Yeah. And then nobody did. And actually what made me put me in a good mood was Monday. I come back in and I was able to fix the CO2. I was like, all right, well, at least there's something I can do here. I hated that for what it's worth. I saw, I saw on your face, man. (laughs) Man, fucking, oh my God. It's like. And that's, you know. Can I just tell the story real quick? Because it's so fucking stupid. Uh, Yeah, Bart's in the other night, we're working and the, uh, the the bear's not working and it's all coming out shit and 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 we just decide that it's like the CO2's gone and whatever so I order like I rush order three more tanks of it and then I have to like rush in the next day uh because the CO2's coming or whatever um and then the evening before Matt I don't even I, you didn't even fucking do anything you just I don't know you twisted something or yeah. whatever which I like we did we already did uh, anyway, I, I, I don't like that yep. um, for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, so one thing about this, and this is, this is, uh, deep and personal, I guess, but we give the listeners what they want. I, I think one of the things, one of our, one of our issues, John, is that, um, that I don't take into account nearly enough. I don't think about it at all, but I think sometimes what you're doing is you're, you're proving yourself to yourself and and to the world that you can do maybe things that you see me do or like or whatever you know and there's times where i might be hurting and uh you know and like well like for example you know and then and you you're like oh i'm gonna step in and i'm gonna show that i can do this too and like we don't need it that that they that i we've we got in an argument about monday well money which you're right on (laughs) and i've told everybody um, but then working on Mondays and then the next day you, you did a big heavy Tuesday and you're like, see, I can do 500 euros too. I'm like, motherfucker, that's not, not the point, you know? And the, because, and I say that it's not the point that I don't think that you could or that it's, it's particularly difficult, but I, what I was feeling at that time is like, guys, and I'm, I'm talking to you and to the comedy scene in general, like I'm holding down the bar, uh, on a weekend's worth of business on my own and for a couple of weeks in, in a row. And, mm-hmm. and like, you know, uh, there's no like, Oh, good. Can't believe like we got somebody back there. No, people give me shit. Bart is always saying, Oh, I can't believe you're working. And I'm like, 
motherfucker. Yeah. Javi yells at me anytime I talk to a woman. <laughs> you know, and and then That's like brutal. By the way, women women is a whole other. Well, talking about women on this podcast also has gotten me in trouble in the past. So, well, and that again, these are just this is another layer of the depression. But like you know, I had been getting in trouble for the stuff we said on this podcast weeks in a row, like several weeks in a row. Well, so to reassure anyone, because some people are like, oh, you you know, you talk shit about shows or whatever. Well. This podcast episode should at least reassure everyone that we talk shit about each other and we're very open with with our yeah. own stuff as well, you know? And, yeah. I mean, I do think a lot... I don't know if you... I don't know if you've considered our audience. But, uh... No, I'm trying to be a dick. But it's... It's... I, I, I think, like, what would I want to hear? What kind of stuff would I want to hear? And that's why I, I, I bring up money with people, even though it's uncomfortable and most... Most people don't, and I I will say my opinion on on shows, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll get yelled about it three months after the fact. Um, it's a pretty intense relationship we have. Yeah, like it's it's more of like I don't know intimate and emotional and like all of those things than than I would have expected beforehand and would have like opted for probably. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, if we had this, we it's just the the times have changed so much. Because if we'd done this thirty or forty years ago, we would have a fist fight on a Saturday night, and then Monday we're fine again, right? Little but instead, and also we're both passive aggressive people, so we kind of like go to our corners and pout for a week and a half, and then finally build up the courage to like fucking address it. Yeah, we are, by the way, getting better at that. Um, we're, we're gonna drag our audience through it too. To fucking, it's <laughs> worried about John and Matt. Uh, we are getting better at that kind of thing. Uh, we should do MDMA together. What do you think? Possible. Mm, kind of trouble though. MDMA is a trouble drug for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not. Um, just don't. I just try to solve problems here. I know you are. You should do MDMA again. Uh, <laughs> you're like you should do it all the time. You should just. Have a little bit of it all the time. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I do prove to myself that it's fine, and I can, I can do it. Um, yeah, when you're not, not around. around or whatever, I'm like, They've, we'll figure it out, you know. Without like, telling anybody, I've taken weeks off. Um, yeah, absolutely, and it's. I I kind of feel like. You know, like Mondays now is like, Deanna can work, or we like we can figure it out if, if if that's what you want. You know, I want you to like, I don't know, just want all the stuff, want it, do all the stuff, and get all the stuff, and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just it's yeah, I want you to like see a mountain and climb it. Yeah. But for what? That's where I'm at. And like, I mean, that's the, you know, and when I come in here, I see the mountain. There's, you, you know, all the stuff that we have to do here. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a big, all right, we got time. Yeah, it's a big, big mountain to climb. Yeah. New comedy club in town? Oh, the secret comedy club? Yeah. Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, hey, Matt, how do you feel about these other shows being in the city? I said, it's great, because it shows everybody else what bad comedy looks like. Brutal. Pew, pew, pew. Um, yeah, I mean, they've obviously been gearing up for something for, for, for a while. That's Yeah. It's been clear with their big signs and Instagram following and stuff like that. Um, they have big signs? Well, you know they have that they had the big thing with the QR code on it that's like scan this for followers. Oh. And it would like it would just be up in the bar area yeah, all the yeah, time, yeah. and every time we'd come in, we'd have to be like, hey, "Why doesn't someone put this away? Like, this is not <laughs> we have our own QR code. What's yeah. going on? You know?" Yeah, those guys um, have been using us for about a year to set up their own thing, which is, I mean, it's okay. I compl- like I, I I get it. Yeah, you know, um, and. Hopefully it goes well, you know. I don't I think we should cherish the idea of competition. I I and kind of, I don't really even see them as competition. I think they're serving 
different markets because they're all gonna be mostly spanish right i think largely spanish and then they said they were going to do kind of one-off shows for um english yeah english. i'm not too i'm not too or stressed for, about for it. other show runners or whatever it is you speaking know? of signs though where's our sign where what is ha- our sign I, was, I thought you hit it. I did not hide it. Oh, you thought I was going to take my sign and go home? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I should say, I do know where it is. You think I I'm it. not needed around here? I'm taking I'll, my... <laughs> I'm going to take the poorly worded sign that everybody complains about. Yeah, then you'll miss me. No. Um, oh, it would be fun to go through all the thing, petty things that I, I accused you of uh, in my absence. Oh, Yeah. There's like little, so when the sign was gone there, like it crossed my mind, oh, did he take it down or do this or that? Um, Generally, no. I, these, I have these thoughts and I go, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, probably not. That yeah. seems ridiculous. Um, although it is just kind of annoying. Like the badly spout sign is a lot better than not having a sign at all. Yeah. Um, although it, we might use this chance to put a properly spout sign up. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well what do we what do we want to do with that? Noah's doing a curtain, right? Yeah. So maybe we use the hanging of the new curtain as a chance to to do a new sign. I just, I really think what we have is completely fine, but it would be better if it was spelt right and if it had BCN on it, so that that's the exact Instagram that we have. Uh huh. Well, one one option is to get a sign printed, like one of the, one of these like banner things, and mm. then hang that up. Like what they have for Watch the Space? Yeah, but a little bit more permanent. Yeah. Yeah, let's just try and try and do, like, uh, it's one of those any solution is a fine solution type situations. I yeah. Think. I mean, the the thing with the sign that uh, you made, I, I think the letters should be a little bit thicker, but and it's heavy. It's fucking heavy. But it's not a problem to hang. It would take about 20 minutes, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, my one's fine. I think it's also fine in like another another location or whatever. We got to get it done before the five minutes show on June third. Yeah, we should try and do like a a, a well, just plan it out a bit. Plan out the lights we're going to use. Plan try the different orientation and then just see how it's all going to look with the with the cameras. Yeah, I guess this Russian guy's filming his shows here at the end of the month, so that. Oh yeah, I saw that today. Yeah, it's cool. It's a good good opportunity for us. I think. Um, yeah, it seems like, it seems like, so I was a little like for Chris and, and, and Gabby or whatever, I was like, maybe all the local showrunners are going to want to just do their shows there and, and, you know, all of that kind of thing. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, we probably would be all right if we just did these foreign language shows that come in, um, and our own shows or whatever not that that's what we'd like to do but um yeah it's good for the i I should explain my great then (laughs) the only reason why i said that is that when when we do our own shows we we see a little bit more of the money for sure uh and we've also like from the start been pretty pro pro competition like yeah makes us better makes everyone better i think and you know it's it's cool that Luis is still doing his shows and Luke's doing his shows at La Rubia and there's, there's all these different options. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's fantastic. I, uh, the city's stronger for it. Cool. <laughs> Anything else you want to get off your chest? I hate Chinese people. No. <laughs> I do not hate Chinese. I, it's fine. They, I like them in, a lot, quite a, in fact. Mm. Who's our next guest going to be? I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking we could have got Luke Manning on just now, but then I was like, well, no, probably not for this particular episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had to, we had to address a couple of things first. But um he would he would be a good guest. He was fun. Like the we just shot uh some improv ad type things with him and he yeah. he does great accents and got a million followers on TikTok in the space of a year. So I'll see if I can lure him into our podcast. Are we year. on TikTok yet? We're on TikTok. We've been popping off as well. We got yep. 3,000 3, views on our last video, which is like twice as much as all the other videos. The one with um, Rich in it. Evil Rich. Ah, ah, ah. Evil Rich. People seem to like our stuff when we do high quality videos, um, which happens sometimes. Happens once or twice a week, I'd say at the moment. 
that people like that we do high quality stuff or that, that people like us that we do high quality stuff yeah. that we do a video where i'm like oh this one's great you know that i feel like really good about probably about 20 percent of our videos i'm like oh this is sick and, yeah and well, uh speaking of videos um just a bit of business somebody somebody messaged me the other day offered to make us commercials uh two videos for 55 five for 110 something like that personally I, i'd like to see it yeah Spend i mean we 15... can we can see it yeah for that price for 110 euros for five videos yeah i would do i would do two for 55 i don't know what this guy's style is i've been uh, clipping out my own videos uh which just takes a lot of time but um they're doing well. I mean, so this one, I well, I don't know if they're doing well, to be honest, because Meta's click-through rates are not the same as what we then see on Eventbrite. And I just did one for the bomb shelter ad that's targeting, specifically targeting people visiting Barcelona, which is really cool yeah. that we can do that because it's obviously, it's like tourists or whatever. But according to Facebook, it's got zero clicks. And then according to Eventbrite, it's got like 10 clicks or whatever. So it's like, hmm. they're not even playing in the same realm uh, and then TikTok's the same. I just started running an I ran an ad for for bomb shelter on TikTok this last couple of days, which is cool that we can do. Wanted Very to nice. test it out. Um, Did it require a big buy-in? It's twenty euros a day, so only okay. like I wanted to test. I could test it for forty euros, but probably the only way for us to do it at the moment is to have a generic comedy clubhouse ad, and then yeah, we we try a month and a link and a link to the website, and we try a month of TikTok ads. Um. But yeah, the amount of clicks on TikTok is not the same as on Eventbrite either. So it's just no one knows what's going on. Anyway, I my ad that I did for this guy Tobin Miller on the weekend is getting like three cents per landing page view, which is like one point five cents a click, which is crazy. Great. That's that's ten times better than what had been, right? Exactly. It's at least ten times better than all of the other things that were running. So, what ad was this, or what video? I'm basically just, if people send me a five-minute clip, I, I take sort of highlights. I take, like, one word or a couple of words followed by audience laughter, and I try Come and... Out. This is the best. Yeah, and I try and make a, a kind of a story that's different from the actual stories they're telling on stage and keep it to about 30 seconds. And we'll see. I mean, it's getting a million clicks, that thing, but we haven't had that many sales for Spotlight tomorrow yet. It is Jim Jeffries. I am. Um, so it could be that. How many cells uh, do we have? 12, I think. All right. Bomb shelter for tonight's at about 30. Yeah, I kind of was expecting it to be late this week. Well, it started strong. Like y yesterday it was 25 or whatever. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully it sells out. Hopefully at least bomb shelter this week sells out, which is, you know, likely. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, I'd say that's some good content, Johnny Boy. What do you think? Yeah. Take that, listeners. Yeah. Right, we hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to stay tuned here at the Constructing the Clubhouse. I've been Dr. Matt. I've been John Ellis. Peace.